Welcome to podcast number 159 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Quality Christian Living is a podcast designed to help people understand how to live that overcoming quality Christian walk with God. We've talked about so many different topics dealing with faith and with generosity and the issues of finances and the issues dealing with the gifts of the Spirit and the miracle gifts of the Spirit and prayer and miracles and just a plethora of items that the Lord leads and directs us. Currently, though, we have been in a series for several podcasts dealing with our desire to have financial prosperity in our life. Now, I did a whole series about a year ago dealing with all the areas of prosperity. Prosperity in relationships, prosperity in our health, prosperity in our finances, prosperity in our career, being a parent, and on and on. This particular podcast is going to deal specifically with the topic, and here's the name of my title, Why Borrow to Gain Financial Prosperity. Now, I know some people already are thinking, well, you can't borrow. That's ungodly. It's not right to borrow money. And they got a whole lot of reasons why they feel that way. But I'm going to show you how borrowing can be a blessing from God and when it's not a blessing from God. So with that, let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction. Father, I thank you for the opportunity I have to bring this podcast to those who are listening in. I know some are curious about borrowing. Some are curious about financial prosperity. But Lord, I believe you can put them both together and show how we can be blessed. I pray now the Holy Spirit would come in and take control, take charge of this podcast, and I'll step aside and let the Spirit of the living God move in whatever way He desires. Help me, Lord, to bring this podcast to those who have a need in the area of their financial needs. I believe you're going to do that, and you're going to bless it, and you're going to anoint it. So I call it forth, Father. Call forth prosperity in the lives of those, even though they don't have it right now. We believe that they will, and that you've already prepared it for them. I thank you now for this opportunity, and I'll give you the praise and glory for it in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to start this message off with a scripture from the book of Deuteronomy found in chapter 15 and verse number 6 in the New Living Translation. What it tells me is that God has promised to bless his people from the very beginning. And I'm reading in chapter 15, verse 6, and this entire chapter deals with release from debtors and release from being slaves to others. And so with that, I think it applies very much to this topic on borrowing. It's found in verse number six. The Lord your God will bless you as he has promised. You will lend money to many nations, but will never need to borrow. He talks about borrowing. That means that it's okay. It must be okay to borrow. But on the other hand, he talks about lending. So if we're lending, then someone can borrow from us. So then how can we turn down the need at some time or another to borrow? So with that, let's just believe that God's got something special for us today because I think he does. The Holy Spirit's going to reveal some wonderful truths to us that'll help us to our road to financial prosperity. You know, when I saw that word lending, that God wants us to lend to others, that means if we lend, obviously somebody's borrowing. Do you know that when you go to the bank and open up a savings account, that you're lending money to them and they are borrowing from you? Now, there's nothing wrong with that transaction. God, though, wants us to understand that borrowing can lead to prosperity as long as we have the right priorities, the right motives, and we set up our plan according to God's word. I'm going to give you a whole lot of stuff dealing with that today, but I just want you to trust God. God and believe that something amazing is going to happen to you today. Now, this is a topic you will need to listen to very carefully in order to understand how it works. The concept of borrowing to prosper is often misunderstood. Matter of fact, it's preached against many, many times by pastors and evangelists. They talk about debt is so wrong, and yes, debt can be wrong. It can be terrible, but many times there is a need for that. Now, first of all, I am debt-free. I want you to know that. I'm debt-free, but borrowing is one of the reasons that I am debt-free, and of course the blessings of the Lord. Let me expand on what I just said. 
I have borrowed money to buy rental homes. My tenants paid me rent each month. Then I had to pay that money on my loan and those loans. And after doing that, I had money left over that I was able to sell those homes and to pay off all of my debt. So therefore, borrowing money from the bank enabled me to get income from people who paid me money, which enabled me to have more money available to give to the work of the Lord, which enabled me to become debt-free. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. And so if somebody comes to you and says, I got this great overnight plan, if you'll just give me all of your savings and all of your investment money and maybe your inheritance or whatever, and we'll make a lot of money, just run from that person because that's not how God works. His word says that steady plotting brings prosperity and that hasty speculation brings poverty. So with that, I think it's important that we process this and let it go through our mind. It's a process in itself to learn how to borrow correctly in order to become debt-free. And it's a process to understand and trust God that when we borrow, we can move forward for the Lord. Now here's something that's crucial. Let me give you a word of caution. Borrowing is both dangerous and helpful. If we don't have the cash to buy a car, our home, then borrowing is required. Obviously, or you cannot get to work. I guess you can always walk, but if it's an hour away, I guess you can't walk. Borrowing is good if it benefits us. Listen to that. I said that borrowing is good if it benefits us. It's bad if it is non-productive. Now, what I mean by non-productive, let me explain that to you. Borrowing just to get something we want but cannot afford today is very risky, and it's probably wrong. Borrowing is wrong if our debt is always increasing and never reducing. It's bad if we borrow to buy things that decrease in value. It's like borrowing money to buy clothes or jewelry, our unneeded televisions, our electronic items. That can be wrong, can be devastating. Now, I need to point out that borrowing can benefit our finances. Let me give an example of that. Borrowing to get an affordable car that gets us to work is good and necessary. Borrowing to buy a home that increases in value is great. Borrowing to buy a home should help bring security and stability to our marriage and family. Now, a home should build up equity that we may use to pay someday off debt and help us to be able to possibly retire. However, the home that we purchase must be affordable. That's so important. Bad or wrong borrowing is buying an expensive car that decreases in value and requires a lot of expenses like high insurance and maintenance. Let me expand a little bit on that. Buying a used car, say for $10,000, now you have to finance it. Most people do, but some don't. But if you have to finance the car, that'll get you to work. A loan to buy that car, I believe, is okay. But borrowing $70,000 on a car that will keep us in debt longer, I believe, is wrong. Now, both of these cars fill a need. They get you to work. I realize now that the price of the car we buy is relative to our income. But even those who can afford a higher priced automobile. Know that car will lose more money than a lesser expensive auto. It's just simple mathematics. If you buy an expensive car, it's going to go down more each year than if you buy a less expensive car. This whole car thing reminds me of a story of a couple who wanted to buy a home. They told the realtor that they could afford this new home because they made a lot of money. However, they had just purchased two brand new expensive cars. One had a monthly payment of $1,400 a month. The other car had a payment of $1,000 a month. The realtor explained to them that their car payments would keep them from qualifying 
for the home. You see, they purchased cars that would decrease in value that kept them from buying a home that would increase in value. Now we can see how borrowing can be either good or bad. You know, before I go on, I need to go back and just make a comment about some of the things I said earlier. I got to thinking about it as I was going through this part of this podcast today. And I mentioned that I purchased apartments, not apartments, but rental houses, I should say. And I did it with borrowing money from banks and putting a little bit of money down, not a lot, just a small amount down. And when I did, I held those homes for years. And over those years, I made money every month and I was able to reduce my debt and pay off my house and then eventually sell all the homes, including the one I had, and made enough money that I could go out and purchase a very nice home for cash. Now, I am not encouraging you to do that. And if you're even thinking about doing that, you need to go find a good qualified realtor and a good qualified banker and get some more advice than just a little bit of advice that I'm giving you here on this podcast. I don't want you to go out there and borrow a bunch of money on houses and wind up getting in big trouble. It's a process of learning. That's why I made the statement that steady plotting brings prosperity and hasty speculation brings poverty. That's God's direction on that. So I just felt led of the Spirit that I should give you that little bit of advice so you don't run out there and just get a whole lot of debt and then not be sure exactly exactly how you're going to handle it. This reminds me of a scripture I found in Proverbs chapter 3. There's quite a few verses in here that'll help us in making good decisions. How about verse 13, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 in the New Living Translation. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. Verse 14, for wisdom is more profitable than silver and her wages are better than gold. How about verse 15? Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. So it's crucial that you see that we gain knowledge and wisdom before we start making these financial decisions. Matter of fact, the Bible also tells us there's there's wisdom in the counsel of many. So seek counsel, seek guidance, seek direction, and then make good decisions based upon a life of prayer and seeking God and getting good advice from people who are solid, trustworthy people who want to help you make right decisions. I believe God will bless it. And in that case, borrowing can be a great blessing to you. Later on in this podcast, I'm going to be giving you a list of what what I call, as most people call, frequently asked questions. These will be the most commonly asked questions I've had in the years that I've had as a banker, as a pastor, and as a real estate developer. And all those questions will relate to borrowing money. You know, this would be a good time to read a scripture that a lot of people might be thinking of in the back of their mind right now. And they've probably heard this from people who are opposed to any types of borrowing because it says in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number 7, just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. Now, what does that mean? I'm going to talk about that. Now, stay with me because you've probably heard other definitions of it or what it's supposed to mean, but I believe that scripture is wonderful. It's powerful because it's in the word of God. We have to listen to it and understand what it's saying. Because when the Bible has that scripture that talks about the borrower being a slave or a servant you know, to the lender, it does not mean that we can never borrow. Remember what I read in Deuteronomy at the beginning of this teaching today. God said that I will bless you so that you can be a lender to other people and you'll never have to borrow again. So therefore, he talks about there is something called lending and there is something called borrowing. And so if there's a lender, there has to be a borrower and vice versa versa. So now let's talk about that just a little bit. So the answer to that question that we have here is, is it okay to borrow money? Well, let me just say the answer is yes and no. First of all, let me make this statement. Many people, myself included, were never able to be a lender until they learned how to be a good borrower and borrow with the right purpose, the right motives, and the right intentions. So when I became blessed from borrowing 
to gain finances, I then became able to lend to others. Now, that's interesting topic to cover. I'll probably cover that in a future podcast. But for right now, I want to move on and answer this question. Does it mean that we can never borrow? Now, I said earlier, the answer to that is both yes and no. Yes, it is wrong to borrow if we cannot afford the payment and it puts us in an unnecessary position of stress. In addition, borrowing is wrong if it keeps us from giving finances to our church. However, borrowing is okay if our income can easily support the payment and if we can sell the item we borrowed on and pay off that loan. For example, if you have a car and you're making payments and they're difficult for you and you just need to get out from that debt, just figure out a way to sell the car and get rid of that automobile and get a smaller loan where you can handle the payment and you'll be able to deal with that. Now, that scripture on the borrower and the lender relationship was written to warn us of unnecessary borrowing like using a credit card in in order to get things we want now without having the patience to save for it. Now see, I believe that the scripture also addresses those who borrow to get something they cannot afford or borrow to keep up with those who have something that they want or they desire or that they covet. Now, that may be a different way to approaching it, but I believe it's true and I believe it's biblically sound to tell you that it is not wrong all the time to borrow. It certainly can be difficult and damaging, but we need to learn how to control it. So let me suggest that we need to be careful of banks offering in borrowing, that is offering 0% credit cards to get us to purchase something we want and we may not need. You know, they offer a 0% interest and it's usually for a short term. These banks hope that we cannot afford to pay off what we've charged on that card with their 0% offer. When that runs out, they're hoping that you still have obligations and debt that you owe them. That is when they increase the rate on your balance to say 25% or higher. Did you know that if you make the minimum payment the bank offers, if you just do that, just the minimum payment, that it could take as long as 20 years or more to pay off a credit card that has a significant amount of debt. And that significance might be only six or eight or $10,000. Now I do not tell people to cut up all their credit cards. I prefer to teach them to have discipline in the use of their cards. Now, stay with me on this one because this could get you in trouble if you don't listen carefully what I'm talking about. Because some of these cards have great benefits like cash rewards or rewards that'll get you a free airplane ride someplace. Let me give you a couple of my closing thoughts on credit cards. First of all, if we have discipline, we'll be rewarded. Now, that's that's basically a teaching in the Word of God that those who receive the discipline of the Lord, it says, will be blessed or will be rewarded depending on the translation that you read. So therefore, if you have discipline, I would say, and I'm not saying the Bible talks about this specifically, but if we have discipline in the proper use of credit cards, we can be rewarded for it. And here's how we have discipline. Never use credit cards if you cannot afford to pay them off when you get the monthly credit card statement. Now, I use my credit cards for almost everything I purchase but those purchases are in my working budget. I don't spend money on credit cards if I'm not able to pay it off by the end of the month. In my book entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living, I addressed in depth, I give instructions on the proper use of borrowing and the using of credit cards. I'll talk about that more at the end of this podcast. Now, I have prepared a list of FAQs or frequently asked questions. There's about four or five of them here. And these are the things that people come to me in all the years that I was a 
pastor of 20 years and 15 years as a banker and another 20 years as a real estate developer. These are questions that people have come to me dealing with the issue of borrowing. Let's address maybe, here's the first one that I have. They're not in any particular order, but let's just start this one. Here's a question I get. Is it okay to borrow from a friend? Now, borrowing money from a friend, let me just tell you, it can destroy a friendship. There's a lot of things that you can heal in friendships, but borrowing money and not paying back is one of the more difficult things to overcome in any kind of a friendship. In Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 19, listen to what it says here. An offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. I have seen people who are good friends for a long, long time, and all of a sudden, money enters into the issue. And one person promises to loan money to another, and they don't pay it back. I'll give you an example. In my own personal situation, I had a very dear friend who we were doing projects together, and I loaned money into the project, and so did he. But when it came time to divvy up the profits, he basically said, I'm not going to give you any money. I'm going to keep it all for myself. And so I was completely cut out. Now, I looked at him and I said, you know, you know you owe me, right? You know that you owe me that money. He said, yeah, that's true, but I need it more than you do. So I had to make a decision. Do I just cut him off or do I just move forward with it, forgive it, and move on? You see, God forgave me of the sins in my life, so what right do I have to not forgive someone else? Now, I know you might be saying, well, that's ridiculous. You should go after him and sue him. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe Christians should sue other Christians. I think Christians who are loaning money to each other need to as the Bible says, settle disputes quickly. So I've always believed that. And it's interesting when that man didn't pay me the money and I just let it go and I forgave it. And I said, no way, we're going to move on. My wife and I prayed together. And it was just a matter of a few months that a new real estate transaction that him and I were involved with, that he left me hanging with, all of a sudden I was blessed and a buyer came along and paid me three times the amount of money that I had lost with him in that transaction. You see, God is going to work things out for us. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think according to the power that's in us. And that's his power of the Holy Spirit. So I would suggest you don't loan money to a friend unless you can afford to lose it. Okay, number two, is it okay to borrow from wealthy people? Well, you might say, well, they can lose it. I mean, you know, but if you if you go to borrow money with, from someone and have no intention of paying back, that's wrong. That's just about the same thing as stealing. You see, it's important that just because a person is wealthy and can afford to lose it, that should never be a reason for borrowing money from them. You see, it depends when we borrow money from someone who's wealthy, what our motives are. And so we should also, it depends on whether we, we plan to take advantage of them or not. So if you borrow money from a wealthy person, you should treat it as any other loan. And the Bible tells us to pay our debts and to never renege on an obligation that we have. Okay, question number three, is it okay to file bankruptcy? Now, this is an interesting one. And remember, I was a banker for 15 years, a real estate developer for another 20 years. And I had a lot of experience with people who were involved in bankruptcy. I personally never had to file bankruptcy, but is it is it okay to file bankruptcy? Well, the answer to that is one of these yes and no answers. Oh, here's the yes situation. Yes, it's okay if you ran into unexpected illnesses or lost a job, or you were basically, they were getting ready to take your house and take your car and move everything away from you. The law provides for an option to go to court and designate for a bankruptcy because you were unable to handle your finances. That's not a sin if you ran into difficulties that you had not planned for and you were not able to overcome because our law allows us to settle disagreements. Now, I don't think we should sue each other and put people in bankruptcy as Christians. I, I don't believe that at all. But I do believe that if you run into 
difficulties, filing bankruptcy will not be a problem. You're going to pay enough if you file bankruptcy because it's going to ruin your credit. So therefore, you suffer enough from that. So don't let that bother you if you're in that type of position and you're contemplating bankruptcy. Now, is it okay to file bankruptcy in every situation? Well, the answer to that is no. No, it's not at all. Bankruptcy is wrong if it came about because you got into debt based upon stuff that you just wanted and you needed to have you thought and so you just charged it and borrowed it did whatever you did and never paid it back it's also wrong if you went into debt fully planning to never repay it back i knew a guy once you know as a banker i had a lot of these experiences i knew a man once who had so many credit cards that he had over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of debt on his credit cards every time he got a credit card in the mail he charged it and used it up to its maximum and then he would take money from it to make payment on other credit cards. He must have had 30 credit cards. They were all borrowed all the way to the hilt and he had owed over $250,000. And when he passed away, he was never able to pay those obligations. So I believe that was wrong. Now, I don't believe God had him die because of that. I think that's ridiculous. But the bottom line of it is he had the wrong motives, the wrong intentions, and it is wrong to file bankruptcy. This man was contemplating bankruptcy to free him from all these obligations. And I think he probably had a plan. If he got freed from those, several years later, he'd do it all again. So here's a thought I want you to think about. Just think about this thought. Don't always go out and borrow before you pray. And always remember to ask the Lord to meet your need. Sometimes we borrow when we didn't need to. Sometimes we can just simply ask the Lord, would you provide for this? Would you bless this? I know of evangelists who gave away everything that they had and they would pray that God would provide them for a car to drive for their family. And someone in the church that they visited knew that they didn't have a car and went over to their home and gave them the car that they needed. So they didn't have to borrow because God supplied their need. So we should always pray whenever we're thinking about borrowing money for any reason whatsoever. Here's another example I think I should, another question that I should probably ask or address. Is it okay to loan money? Well, yeah, it's okay. But remember, if you can't afford to lose it, you should never loan it. That's crucial because if we loan money to people and it's really going to hurt us if they don't pay us back, we're putting ourselves in a difficult time. Now, if someone has a need and you can afford to just give them some money, then that's fine. That's great. And when people ask me for a loan, there have been people that have asked me for money and I've said, well, I really can't afford to loan you that much, but this is what I can afford to just give you and you don't need to pay it back. When we do that, we put ourselves in good standing, I believe, with the Lord and with those people. I believe that God will bless that and he'll help us and he'll prosper us so we won't have a problem or a financial issue with someone that we know. Here's my last question, and it's probably the easiest of them all. Is borrowing sin? Well, once again, yes and no. No, if it meets a need and you are a able to afford to pay that loan back. Yes, it is sin if you increase your debt above your ability to pay it. And yes, it is sin if it keeps us from giving to our church or to the needs of others. I tell you, that kind of applies to the same thing in all these areas of borrowing. We need to understand how it's going to impact our lives, affect other people, and ask God for wisdom and guidance and direction and how to deal with the need that's presented to us or the need that we have when it comes to borrowing or lending money at any particular time. Now, let me kind of wrap this podcast up with some scriptures, I think, that give really great wisdom when it comes to the area of borrowing or lending. In the book of Psalms, 
and that's in chapter 37 and verse 21. It has some pretty direct instructions for borrowing. It says right here, the wicked borrow and never repay. Now, it doesn't mean that they're wicked because they had to borrow. What signifies that they're wicked is they never repay. But the godly are generous givers. You see, God wants to bless us so that we don't have to borrow, but we have to learn how to use properly the tool of borrowing. And if we do, I believe we'll become the lender someday. I just believe that. I really do. Let's turn over now to Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse number 5. This is interesting. has to do with the issue, I think, of borrowing money. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 5 in the New Living Translation, it says here, this is good wisdom. It says, it is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. Don't let your mouth make you sin. And don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake. You know, it's interesting. It goes on to say that would make God angry and he might wipe out everything you have achieved. Oh, let's look at that. What God's saying is that if we make a promise, we should live up to it. If we're not able to fulfill that promise, then we should be able to meet with that person, talk to that person, and come up with a reasonable solution to it. You know, if someone owed me $1,000 and they told me, I don't have it, I can't afford it, but would you be willing to take $5 a month? You know, I would just say, sure, why not? Because $5 a month proves that person person is creditworthy and they're a person of their word and they're going to try. And you know, after they paid for maybe a year and they paid back $100 of that thousand, I'm willing to just say, why don't you just forget it? You've proven that you're worthy and that you're honest. You see, just because a person runs into trouble doesn't make them a bad person, but we better not go around making promises that we don't even try or attempt to fulfill and meet the promise that we made. Here's another passage of scripture I think that is very applicable to this teaching on when we should borrow. It's found in the teachings of Jesus when he was talking about money and possessions in chapter 6 of the book of Matthew. I'm going to read just one verse here. Verse 33, one of my all-time favorites. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Before we decide to borrow, I did say earlier, we need to pray, right? And I also believe that before we decide to borrow, we need to give God the opportunity and the chance to meet the need that we have. So with that, I'm going to pray that God will bless you and help you to have whatever needs you have met. I know that God's word showed us here that he wants to make us the lender and not the borrower. So therefore, he talks about borrowing and lending. And it also warns us, his word warns us that there are dangers in borrowing and not paying back. So I've given you some teaching. I think that'll be hopeful to you. I hope that it's blessed you. I hope that it's helped you to understand the significance of borrowing and how borrowing can can be a good thing, but it also can be a very devastating thing. So let me just pray for you that God will bless you in all that you do. Father, I thank you once again for this teaching and for the opportunity to talk to people about the significance of borrowing and lending. And Lord, that you have a plan for us to prosper. You would not have told us that in the book of Deuteronomy, that you wanted to make us the lender and not the borrower. And to warn us that if we borrow, we can become a servant to the lender. I thank you for those teachings. And I thank you, Lord, that you want to discipline, Father, us and help us in the area of our finances. And I pray that people that are listening out there today would sit down and look at their spending habits and look at the reason that they are in debt, what caused it, and set out on a plan 
to get out of debt, to resolve the issues they have in their finances, and to sit down and look at your word and maybe listen to this podcast a couple of times with their spouse or with a friend to help them understand that God can bless us and that there's a way that we can receive the abundance of God even though we're currently in debt and that maybe we've made a lot of mistakes. I pray that you would bless them now and keep them. And Father, I pray, Lord, that they would prosper. And I pray, Father, that they would experience financial prosperity in their life like they've never experienced before. And I'll give you all the praise and glory for it now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, if you're listening in today and you'd like to get more information on my teachings about finances and various other topics, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you do that, you'll pull up my my webpage and you'll see a reference there to the podcast that I've been teaching now for 159 podcasts. I thank the Lord for that. And there are many teachings on finance and on prosperity, but also teachings on the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and miracles and how God wants to bless. I believe there's a series there on faith that will bless you and help you because I know God ordained it and blessed it. And if you'd like to get more information on my teachings on finance, on my webpage, you'll see a reference to some of the books that I've written. One is entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. And if you want to get that book, it's just go to Amazon and I believe it'll be a blessing to you. And I pray that you could just share it with as many people as you want to and take those ideas and share them with anybody you talk to. Feel free to do that and I'll just give God the glory and the praise for it. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, You can do that by just searching cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So with this, I'm going to close with this statement. May the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So I just want to thank you once again for listening in to this podcast. The next podcast we're going to talk about will be a continuation of our teaching on financial prosperity for you and your family. I pray you might invite them, your friends and family and relatives, and let them know about this teaching because I know God has a plan for us and He wants to reward us and bless us that we can live free and we can have an abundance of financial blessings. I hope that you'll tune in again to Quality Christian Living. And I close with this song, May God Richly Bless bless you and may you receive the abundance in your finances that you're desiring. God bless you.